Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us or use a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Citizens in the cave of Spoilerverse, welcome back to Spoilerverse. I'm Kenneth Regan. That right there is Mr. Horsley. The incomparable Mr. Horsley. Incomparable, yeah. today on the show, well, it's the incredible and amazingly nice Bart and Michelle Sears. Uh, This is cool, man. uh, uh, You got to sit sit on top of them, right? I did. I did. It was um, it was a fun time, man. They're really, really nice. Matter of fact, when things get to um, a point where Comic-Cons are back on, then we mm-hmm. owe Bart and Michelle dinner. Oh, uh, do we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can do that. Yeah. We can do that. I mean, you know, hang out with a legendary comic book artist, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, Bart Sears' art is fantastic. I actually watched him draw at a show one time, and the dude's fantastic. He's amazing. He's a legend. He's he's easily one of the top twenty, top ten of of uh, our current artists going on. You know that are in the business oh, yeah. today. You, you can't look at nineties comics and not see something he's drawn. That's for sure. Yeah, the guy's amazing, and he's just yeah. so humble and so nice. And his wife was, she's so nice, you know. And she's yeah, she. She's writing stories, and one of the greatest artists of all time in the comic book industry is writing them for her, is drawing them for her. I mean, that's so cool. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And they pitched the idea to Heavy Metal Magazine, and boom, they took, they ran with it. There you go. There so, you go. He does. He he uh, he does some of the coolest Wolverine art I've seen. Yeah. And if you look up, if you look up him and like drawing Wolverine and Sabretooth, dude, it's it's fantastic. It's, it's awesome. insane. Yeah. Well, there you guys go. You guys should sit back, relax right now, because let's listen to Bart and Michelle Sears. In what way, Johnny? In uh, in their own words. All right, guys, we're back. I'm Kenrick, of course. And today we're so lucky because we have Bart and Michelle Sears here. And they got a whole new thing coming out called Maiden, and it looks amazing, guys. I really appreciate you coming out. Thank you. So Maiden, but having us, man. Oh yeah, no, it's it's awesome to have you guys here. It really is, Bart. I know you've been in comic books for, we'll just say, over a dog's age, and you've you've done a lot. You've run the gambit. You've owned your own publishing company to working for the big two and a, a bunch of other things. Now you guys are working on Maiden, you and Michelle together. What's it like working together? Go ahead, Michelle. Well, 
I think it's very cool. I enjoy it very much. It's challenging, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your guys' first foray in, in a partnership with the, for this kind of thing? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Over the years, we've developed ideas and stuff together, but this is the first one we've had the time to uh, sell and uh, produce. Yeah. Well, Bart, you've been a part of a lot of different comic book teams. What's it like working with your wife on this? Is it is it is it more challenging because she can call you out on on the BS, or is it easier for you to get your your points across? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I always find it hard working with my partner. She's always like, she calls me out quick. <laughs> where, where did the... Where, that goes both ways. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> M- um, M- Michelle, is this your first writing experience in, in this type of medium? Yes, Where'd absolutely. You, well, it's it's a great it's it's a great concept. You have a vengeful spirit, but it's more like an anthology because you guys are going to have distinct stories that kind of are connected in a way. And why don't you give us a, a synopsis of what Maiden's all about? Because I read the, the through that you get you, 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 you gave, and now I want to go back and get the Heavy Metal 302 so I can get that, that first look. Awesome. Okay. So I'm not really good at this, but bear with me. No, take your um, time. Don't worry. Maiden is, Maiden is, there are 20 stories, and there could have been 40 stories. There could have been 60 stories. And it's really a story of sort of vengeance. Yeah. And... There's no no redemption at all. It's just straight up vengeance, <laughs> um, which makes it really fun, I think. You know, but I'm like that. What do you think? No, it's pretty cool. I mean, women have been abused throughout history and rarely have a chance for, I don't know, revenge. Yeah. And that well. Retribution. I mean, it's, it's really hard because there are, of the 20 stories, the 20 different stories, you know, one through nineteen are each a different right. vessel for the maiden spirit, and then twenty you meet the inception of maiden. Oh, cool! Yeah, which is it's really a lot of fun. Michelle, where'd you get your inspiration for the writing of it? Did you have stories that you went back and read and said, "Oh man, this makes me want to do this"? Well, yes. I mean, there are all the stories go across multiple genres. And I'll read something. I'll be like, oh, my God, that's a Maiden story right yeah, there. Yeah. And, you know, then we go and write it. <laughs> it was really fun when we when Heavy Metal was interested. We immediately sat down and outlined our, you know, the 20 stories. Yeah. But we knew the first story. We had that. I think we wrote the initial version of that. Years Eight years ago. ago. <laughs> long time ago. We were initially going to launch on Kickstarter. And then I got busy with work and she got busy and we just never got around to it. Yeah. And, uh it's my least favorite of all of them. <laughs> I know, Is it it's really? weird. The first one's like our least favorite. I think it's because we've lived with it for so long. Right. You know, the, I mean, like, the second story is like my top three. Yeah. So it's really interesting that the first one's not even in my top five. Oh, that's interesting. Because we've gone so far past it and really gotten into it. Yeah. How many times did you rewrite that first story? We're still rewriting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still you know but this, the second story is like set in stone i mean there's there's nothing to be changed about it in right. any way i would do you agree or I am agree. I? okay it's uh, as close and the, as perfect the first story was funny because 
the way we wrote it wasn't for a comic book at all. And it didn't work as a comic. Right. right. Not in the format we're doing for heavy metal. So we really had to, you know, we took the same story and we just rewrote it to work better as a segmented, you know, a chapter, a series of chapters for heavy metal. So it's, yeah. it's been hard, a lot harder than we anticipated. That's kind of cool, though. Actually. Yeah. D- Michelle, how lucky is it to have somebody like Bart that has all of this experience in the comic book realm? And here you are writing Maiden and you have a premier artist and someone who actually knows the ins and outs of how to do everything. So when you're working on that first one or even all the way up to 20, is it because I like me, if I sit down and write, it takes me 20 years, you know, to, to even come up with a concept and then to actually write out the panels. It's it's I don't know. It's tough. And to be able to lean on somebody like him, you know, how, how much of that really affected your writing, do you think? All of it. It wouldn't have happened <laughs> if he wasn't there saying, you know, it'd be really cool if, you know, and it definitely, I mean, Maiden, it was an idea. And I was like, you know, here's this idea. Yeah. And he was like, you know, that'd be really cool. And you could do that. And so it was my initial idea, but it wouldn't be what it is without his input. Yeah. Is it weird though, to have, you're thinking of these things and when you write out your panels, you got to write, you know, this is the action going on. This is what's going on in your head. Here's the dialogue. And then he's putting it to life. Did, did you kind of, I mean, to me, it's like when I, I, so I wrote a short story for an anthology a couple of years ago and I got lucky enough to get Scott Godless, Scott, Scott, Scott Godleski on, when he was in between projects and he's done mm-hmm. work on uh, Copperhead and Superman and I think Batgirl and Batwoman. Cool. Yeah. He's a great artist and I got really lucky, but to see the stuff come to life, what I had in my head and then have him actually bring it to life, man, it made me fall in love with the guy. All you know what I mean? All over again with his work and his art and everything. <laughs> and I'm wondering, Michelle, did you kind of have that feeling when you saw Bart putting that stuff together? And then you look at, it, it, it just springs off the page at that point. I think everything that I thought the story was has become so much more. Yeah. I tend to be very scene centric when I write and working with Bart has really helped me look at the, the arc of a story and not just, this would be really cool. So that's cool. Uh, there's it's, yeah, it's funny. We, you know, we write the scripts, and, and get them done, and then I sit down to draw them, and I start changing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just come up and punch in the back of the head, going, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh, Bart, what was it like growing up and wanting to be a comic artist? Did you go to your parents and say, "I'm going to draw comics for the rest of my life"? And did they go, "No, you're not. You're going to be a plumber"? Or did they really support you in your endeavors? Well, that happened when I was 10. I decided I wanted to draw comics. Oh, that's awesome. And they were just like, yeah, you know, they were always supportive. That's awesome. Very, very supportive. You know, I, I found out later my dad didn't always feel that supportive, but he never, you know, let me see that. Yeah. And never said anything that made me think that there was anything wrong with what I was trying to do or, or, or you know, anything like that. That's great. And I always... Felt I was very lucky because I had a lot of natural talent. So it was pretty clear when I was 18 that I would be able to do this for a job. And, you know, that proved true. So I was very lucky. Yeah. You know, yeah. A lot of people struggled for years and train and stuff. And I did 
my share of that, and a lot of it from the time I was 10 to 17, you know, I, so mostly what I did was sit and draw or sculpt or, or write or some version of all three at the same time. Right. Uh, but, you know, I talked to a lot of guys who don't break in until their thirties and twenties or thirties. And you know, I've always been very, very lucky that, you know, I had that talent that gave me, you know, a good starting position, I guess. Yeah. It gave you an edge. No, that's awesome. What's yeah. your, what do you think is your guys's, uh, What's that? You kind of broke up there. Comics were cool when I got in. I mean, nobody wanted to draw them. I mean, they sold way better than they sell now. Yeah. But nobody, you know, he thought of that as a career, or very, you know, very few people did. So it wasn't a glut market. You know, that didn't happen until the early '90s. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I was. I was a. I entered my teenage years in the in the late '80s, and then I was collecting comic books from like the early '80s all the way through part of the '90s. And then I, you know, discovered girls in the early nineties. So that kind of didn't happen as much. <laughs> and then the bottom yeah, fell out. Yeah. That spectator market kind of ruined what comic books were to me. Oh yeah. During that time. And, and they still they kind of do industry. It yeah. And it's interesting to see it. Or changed it what's, what's that? Or they changed it forever, depending, I guess, on your point of view. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I the the art in the '90s was great. There's some amazing stuff that came out, but it overtook everything, and I felt like the writing yeah. kind of suffered a bit. Now the writing's back yeah. in a big way, and well, actually, really since the early 2000s, I think they it really just kind of it's all about the storyline now and what's going on, and and you got some wonderful stories coming out, and I'm excited for you guys with Maiden because it looks fantastic, and the colors that you're that you're using and I liked how she's the first sequence that I that I read about was when she's walking through and, it's, and I think it's the dream sequence and she's got all of those, I, I well they're all the spirits that are, are pulling at her mm-hmm. and yeah. she's wearing purple and then as you go to that one panel she pops in that yellow orange reddish cape and it's the and it's the I think it's the reflection of the lighting but it looks fantastic because it just makes everything pop. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, a lot more work has gone into the art than I anticipated putting. <laughs> yeah. Put it mildly. Did, Obviously, I'm not coloring it, but it is all done digitally. Yeah. And it's taken too long, but I want it to be, you know, right. Well, it looks great. So it makes stuff. Yeah. What are you guys Thanks. heading? Thanks you have the so first much. 20. Are, are we done after this, or are we going to get more Maiden once the first 20 are done? Well, done after 20. Done after and twenty. Then, uh, after the twenty stories, which will take about six years <laughs> to be published in heavy metal, it's uh, about six hundred pages, I think. Oh wow! And uh, yeah. and then we are done with it, and then heavy metal has the right to continue on with whatever they want to do with me. Oh wow! That's that's a ton of that's that's a lot of work. I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, at, eight, at eight pages a month. Yeah. Wow. How has been working with the, the the groups over there at Heavy Metal? Oh, it's been great. Those guys are very, very, very nice and very accepting. Yeah. How, how did you get very into patient. that? How, did yeah, you have to send them Maiden or did they come to you and say, hey, you guys have any projects you're working on? Well, I, I knew Tim Seeley uh-huh. from, you know, being around and uh, he did a, I asked him to do a, a drawing for my Drawing Powerful Heroes one of my Kickstarter campaigns, a fruit vein drawing for that, which he did. And he was like, Hey, you should submit something to heavy metal. So I was like, ah, all right. So 
We did. I submitted uh, three, I think three ideas we submitted. Yeah. And they was made. That's cool. That's cool. That's and a lot. I wrote that story for Wonderworks. For Wonderworks. Oh, yeah. And we did, uh, we've written a couple stories for Wonderworks. Three stories, actually. Well, we've written three stories. One of them was the first one they produced. Yeah. What did I call it's the Black Ruins of Aramore. The Black Ruins of Aramore. So it's a podcast. It's a story. It's it kind of reminds me of like a radio play. Yeah, yeah that's what they're was, like. It's really cool, and you can listen to it on the heavy metal Wonderworks. It's the Wonderworks thing. Okay, cool. Uh, the Wonderworks. They have it on any place you can listen to a podcast. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes so people can link to it. That's awesome. I'm call more for that. They come out. Yeah. So Michelle. What where where did your inspiration come for for Maiden? What what were you doing that all of a sudden you had this this fantastic idea to do a Spirit of Vengeance? Because I always think, I mean, when you think Spirit a, a vengeful Spirit, you obviously think there's only two that I always think. Of. There's three that I think of. Okay, I, so the actual she was sleeping. The actual original <laughs> idea for Maiden came from a dream, That's and awesome. I woke up and I told Bart about the dream, and he drew a picture of my dream for me. I'm not, I'm not kidding. That's how the story started. Yeah. And I still have that original drawing, which is actually one of the promotional yeah, pieces the promo piece. that we oh, do. That's awesome. But it was this crazy dream I kept having over and over and over again. And that's where it came from. That is awesome. I had a I had the same experience. I had a dream of a story that I still I have still in my head that I want to get out someday, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I have, I mean, I have another, there's a, a couple of reoccurring dreams I actually have that have led to other stories that are, you know, just, you, you can't shake it. It's just this, yeah. this dream that you have again. And, you know, it, it feels like it should have meaning. So give it some meaning. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's got legs. Let it run. Remember a single dream I have, so. Yeah, he was amazed that I, I had the dream and it was always the same and there were so many details and yep. um so Yeah, you know, I never I never remember dreams, so so he drew my dream for me and the picture stayed up on the wall for quite a while and that was the beginning of me. Are you are you a comic book fan reaching back? Were you a comic book reader or is this like a whole new foray for you? Um no, no, like I grew up reading comic books, but not superhero comic books. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I read some, like I read some X-Men in like the late 80s because everyone did. Yep. At least everyone I knew did. And then, but I grew up like in the house I grew up in, I remember stealing the heavy metals (laughs) from the living room and Omni and things like that, you know, so the sequential art, the visual storytelling, and like my mom was a huge Frazetta fan. Oh, nice. So anything Frazetta. So sequential art was always a part of my life, just maybe not superheroes so much. Yeah. Was he like Mage? No, Grendel. Grendel. I've totally oh, Grendel. loved Grendel when I was young. Did you, um, did you read The Crow? And did I read The, the Crow? What? Yeah. I read all of the Grendels, like, I mean, like, I have Grendel number one still from when I bought it. Yeah. So. I was yeah. wondering, because the same time frame, The Crow, the, the, by by James Webar, The Crow had come out at that same time. And it's uh, a very, and it's, right. it's, 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 it's not the same as what you guys are doing, obviously, but it's in the same vein of being, a, like, 
Because I always those are the three that I always think of when I think yep. of a vengeful spirit. I think Ghost Rider, Spectre, and the Crow. And it's nice to see a completely different new take on it, which you've completely done because so, this, they're they're I all very male protagonists. I remember seeing the movie. That's you know I know that's the worst, but I yeah. never. And then Spectre, I never read that as a comic until after I saw the movie. Yeah, I was, one issue of Spectre. I, did you feel it? Yes. Oh, well, I was really disappointed with it. It was, or am I thinking of the right movie? I don't know. The but first anyway. Crow was good. Right? Yeah. Anyways, the first one was really good. But then I went and, I think I read a few of the comic books, but I don't really remember. I think the the oddest thing I read for comic books was like The Badger. And then I read a lot of the Sandman stuff. And then my mom loved the Elf Quest stuff. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> We had all of that stuff in the house. Oh, that's awesome. I was really young. No, that's great. Um, I, I just think it's cool that yeah, you get, you're, so you're it, doing something from a female's perspective or a women's perspective and, and having a, a protagonist that's not just, I don't know, because the crow is great, but it kind of falls into, do you know who, do you know Gail Simone, the writer? Yes. So she has that, mm-hmm. she did that whole thing about women in refrigerators. Is that what it's called? Women in refrigerators about using the death of somebody's girlfriend or what? Yeah. And it's kind of nice to see, you know, and and the crow kind of falls into that vein to me, you know, that he, that the, the, his, his girlfriend or his wife is just there to move the story along at the very beginning. And then that's it. And the rest is just him doing it. And it's kind of nice that you've taken a total twist on that and gone the direction that you went. It makes it, I don't know. It makes it, I, I can't wait to read it. I haven't, I only read what you sent me, you know, so now I want to go back and get Heavy Metal 302, which I believe is already out, correct? I think so. I think it is. The I think the most important thing about Maiden is each Maiden is different. Yeah. And each Maiden is not a hero. Maidens never, ever, ever end well. <laughs> and 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 that's like one of the rules of a Maiden. So mm-hmm. they come from a bad place and they don't get any better. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a that's a scary dream. What I find interesting too. You know, a maiden, a maiden comes back for revenge to get retribution. Right. But what happens to her after she succeeded? That's that's one of the interesting points for me, and that's actually one of our third story deals a little bit with that. So, Barb, oh yeah, are you yeah. are you a fan of doing more horror, or do you like conventional, or do you have a genre that you prefer? Mm. I should say, I, I like stories with an edge. I don't care the genre. Yeah, I hate stories there. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. sorry, I think we're have t- kind of a bad connection. So sometimes I might be over talking you on, on accident. And I apologize for that. Uh, that's all right. And a couple of times you cut out, you know, your voice just goes away and I can tell you're still talking, but <laughs> I'm long winded. Just tell me to out. shut up. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so you're working on maiden now, Michelle, do you have any plans for anything else? Or are you going to really concentrate on Maiden for the next 20 years of your life since you guys are doing how many pages? 600 pages? That's an insane amount. No, it's a lot. It's, well, the thing about Maiden is that it's, from my standpoint, it's mostly done. I mean, the, the 20 stories are there and they need uh, some stuff. To be written into scripts, but yeah. But, yeah. you know, the... Yeah, outline's done. But... There are lots of other things that we have in mind. So, yeah. you know, there's lots of stuff. That's lots awesome. and lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff. Yeah. We used to write mostly alone, but we found that 
we like our stuff better when we collaborate bouncing off each other yep. yeah yeah that's yep. it's always kind of fun when you have a writing partner to be able to sit in the room and bounce off ideas yep. especially on the outline section because once you get past the outline i kind mm. of feel like you're just you know you're, you're just writing it all out in a story form at that point but the, all the important bits the, the the turning and the main plot twists are already there for you yeah i think also because we don't neither of us write full time yeah so we're always up at odd times it's great to have a you know uh, a voice right there that you know can say wait what about this or we are we going to do this or i liked this about that why yeah. did you change it yeah yeah so a uh, little personal question how did you guys meet crossgen crossgen the yeah. comic book yeah. yeah like at a were you at a convention or no i worked there i was the freelance coordinator and he was the art director yeah. oh cool oh very cool so, Michelle, you've been around comic books for a long time then. Buddy's there in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a dog stage, but getting there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Are you guys reading anything new today from today's crop of comic books? There's so much I want to read, but I really haven't gotten around to anything yeah. because of COVID. And my other, you know, job that yeah. actually helps pay all of the bills, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I'm right sometimes there comics you. don't. The artists never do. Right. Well, no. Anyway, no. so I, I work for a nonprofit and I work with underserved youth or at-risk youth in cool. economically disadvantaged neighborhoods. And it's an art. So with COVID from... Like March 13th, we closed our doors, and March Ugh. 17th, we began delivering food and remote art lessons and all kinds of things, and it it oh, wow. really hasn't stopped. Yeah. And everyone else, like, oh, COVID has been so, the 2020 has been such a you know year of nothing. I'm like, really? I just want to lay down. <laughs> I yeah. just really want to lay down right now. It's been a challenging so, year. Um, it's been a challenge for sure. Yeah, I'm for sure. I, I'm lucky. And I, my I, job I'm went remote. So nope, you broke up. Oh, I said I was Jeff. I was super lucky with this year because my job was able to go totally remote for my day to day, you mm -hmm. know, and then we were able to concentrate on the podcast, which we really want the podcast to take over everything on our day to day, mm -hmm. so which would be great, but you know, it's tough, you know. And COVID made yep. it that much more tough because you can't get together, you can't coordinate, you can't, you know, everything has to be online. So yeah, I, I just want to lay down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing much changed for me. Well, that's not true. I wake up and I stay in the house and then I go to bed. But you, know, you <laughs> help me a lot with what I do. I mean, you know, the week before Christmas, we were out delivering hot meals and oh, that's toys nice. and all kinds of things. So, you know, and it's been something, it wasn't just Christmas. I mean, we've been delivering food and art lessons and all kinds of things. You know, since, yeah. like I said, March 17th of 2020. Well, you still have the daily thing now. It's a win. Yeah, thing. I have like a daily class. I have a pod of like seven students and, you know, they're all remote learning students and all this stuff. And there's that. But it's COVID's a completely, it, it turned the world upside down. And, yeah. You know. A seven-year-old's having a hard time with, with school, you know. Yeah. She's like telling me how much she hates school, which breaks my heart because I love school, you know. And... She just doesn't get it. But today she got really excited for a science thing. So that means. So where's the guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. 
So, guys, so Maiden, why don't you tell people where they can get it, how they can get it, and yeah. Well, I know you can get subscriptions to Heavy Metal. It's monthly now. That's probably the easiest way to get it. I know it's in bookstores, on the racks, magazine racks. Nice. I'm not sure if comic shops carry it or not, or if they all do or some do, but I know they can order it for you. Yeah. So your comic shop, right? And I think that's about it. Yeah. So there you guys go. Go out to either get it on Amazon yeah, you or can follow, what's that? Maiden on Instagram. Is it what's it called? It's Maiden. It's not just Maiden. Tales of Vengeance. Maiden Tales of Vengeance. So. Yeah, we don't even know our Instagram. I know. Oh, so bad. We don't <laughs> Did you even post anything lately? No. Oh, it's so holidays. Like you know, doing, doing nothing. No, we weren't doing, doing stuff. Nothing. We were out doing things. Like just not Maiden. <laughs> Oh, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Let's log into Instagram right now and we'll figure this out. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's like Maiden Tales of Vengeance. It might be that. I think it is. I don't so I can find my phone. If I had no, my phone. Can't. I'm not a good teenager. Oh, there it is. Hold on. I'll look. I'll check right now. I'm not a good now. teenager. <laughs> Our youngest would be so ashamed. What do you mean you well, don't know? You can also go to bartsearsart.com. There's that. And bartsearsart on Instagram. Oh, nice. So it's maiden underscore haunting tales of revenge. Ah, there we go. So maiden underscore haunting tales of revenge. Haunting tales of revenge. There it is. There it is. Nice. And then we will we'll link that into the show notes so people can go and check it out. And then all of uh Bart's stuff so that we can we better put something up. We better yeah. put some new stuff up there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool. I think it's cool. We well, you know, one really thing you good. could always put in the heavy metal covers, the ones that they're in. Mm-hmm. Go That's from there. A good idea too. Yeah. It looks great. That's what you say in the post. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, like me, I'm terrible with Instagram. I, I I know Facebook, and I, apparently that's for old people now. But you know, uh, that's why I'm on it. I'm so sick of Facebook. I wish I could cancel it, but I can't because our nonprofit. I'm the manager of the page, and you have to have an account to manage the page. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I would get rid of Facebook except for Messenger. That's uh, Messenger is ubiquitous, yeah. so that's what I that. use. You can get rid of the account and keep Messenger. Oh, you can. Have, like, maybe, yeah, maybe I have, like, I'll do that. More friends who have done that, so I can still Facebook message them, but they don't actually have a page anymore. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. That'll be good. Cause yeah. Oh, there's there's Bart right there. You got your there own you Facebook page. I'm gonna follow you right now. That's how, <laughs> nice. That's how I do things. <laughs> I'm gonna switch that over to non to just a, a page or whatever. Yes, we do. <laughs> when I say we, it always means her. <laughs> Michelle, will you do this and this and this and this and. I'm going to go no, back room no, and draw. We, we, we need to do, to do this. We ago. should have done that. I'm like, what's this we stuff? Look at how many emails. Is this a royal we? Bart, I got to ask you. You've done a ton of superhero stuff. When I was a kid, I loved yep. the superhero comics. As I gotten older, I'm in my late 40s now. I'm not I'm not as big on the, on the superhero. Uh, I like a lot. I still like some of the Batman. I think there's too many Batmans right now. I think he's he's just too he's too much everywhere kind of feel like they need to make it a little bit more special, but you know, mm-hmm. and I still love Wolverine. I love reading Conan comics, 
you know? Is there a cover or a story arc that you did in the superhero realm that still resonates with you that you're like, ooh, that was my best work right there for that genre? Mm, that's... It's a hard question, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, part of the hard part is it's hard to remember. Yeah. Well, you've done quite a bit. Uh, the Dark Knight 200 was a blast. Everything I did on XO was fun. Yeah. I loved what I did with Blade. I wish I'd gotten to actually draw it like I wanted to instead of just having to do breakdowns. Yeah. Um, and I wish I'd had my scripts edited a little more than not at all. Yeah. And on, on, uh, Ec- um, on Exo Manowar, that's actually a good question. On Exo Manowar, what year did you work on that? Do you remember? Was it back in the 90s or was it on the re-release? I guess not re-release. It but. was 90. My first short stint on it was... 92, I think. Okay, so so what was Valiant like back then? And then... Because they're a much different company today than they were back in those days, right? Oh, and they're a much different company when I first worked at Valiant and did EXO initially. Yeah. Which I worked that out smarter. I was stupid, but and that ended badly. Oh, that's true. When I went back to XO when they became Acclaim, you know, it was a far different company. And then I worked on XO some, mostly just covers and some odd things. When Valiant relaunched, and then they relaunched again, But and I've talked to them, but I don't think I've worked for them yet. Yeah. But it was a small, you know, it was a small, cool little comic shop studio when, it, you know, when I first worked there. Yeah. You know, and they were just because they were under printing order to order so that their stuff became really, you know, desired because you couldn't get what you ordered. Right. And uh, smart. So they re- and really drove up the, the value of their books and started right. blowing out their orders. Except for Turok. <laughs> and then they got really popular and started making a lot of money and, you know, sold out to a claim. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. And then that changed everything because that was just before the market started to tank yeah. from all the quality, which they had helped, if not initiated. <laughs> right. Happening. Dude, I remember when Turok came out, the Dinosaur Hunter for Valiant, and, and yeah. me and my buddies were so excited, and we went and bought number one, and we bought all these different variant covers, and we're like, oh, man, I'm going to college on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you can literally find value or Turok number one for like two dollars in a or a dollar at your local comic book store. I have seen them online for a hundred. Have you really? They must be. Were they? You know, actually, what do you feel about the the grading of comic books now, and then putting them into you know into yeah. their 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 binders where you CGC can't touch them? Stuff. Yeah, the CGC stuff and everything. Yeah, some people love that. I I want to read it. And we do have to see it. The people at CGC yeah. are awesome. Yeah, very awesome. I was they just down so there for nice. signing. And yeah. That was a blast. That's cool. Yep, it was really cool. The only thing I miss, um, they were just, uh, I have amazing. a couple books that, that are slabbed. And once, yeah. Yeah. because I, I, you know, I'm old enough now that I can get the books that I, that I really wanted when I was a kid that I couldn't afford, you know, or you just couldn't get them anymore. Cause you just, you know, you, yep. the, you know, they just weren't there. So it's kind of nice to go back now and get them, but I miss when you get them, when I get them slabbed, I kind of want to break them open so I can read them because I, I want to read them. <laughs> but then it's like, but then I'm like, oh, I don't want to break it open because it's slabbed, you know, and then it, it, 
you know, I, I struggle with it because one of the things I miss the most is opening the comic book and 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 the smell that comes out of it. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. like, oh my god, that that yeah. smells it's, like 1983. <laughs> yeah, I got a buddy that when if he has a really nice copy of something, he'll get it slapped, but he will kill himself at shows or online to find a shit copy that he can put in his little spinner rack and read whenever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I have giant size that he pays for $2 for whatever. Yeah. I have a giant size X-Men number one and it's not slabbed. It's a, it's a complete reader copy, but it's one of my most cherished books, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's in what it is. I opened that book up and it felt, and it smells like the seventies, you know, I'm eight years old all over again. (laughs) (laughs) It is awesome. So, well, all right, guys. I think we've been on for like 45 minutes already, which is kind of crazy. It went quick. Right. And I, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys would be willing to come back right. on sometime and go over when when the next, I want to say volume, but when the next set of maidens are ready to, to go out, let's 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 talk again about what's going on because I, I seriously going to go good. back and, and, and get what's out. So far, and if it's not out, then then great. I'm going to order that heavy metal 302 so I can start from the beginning and then go from there. And awesome. so, everybody listening, you can go on to Amazon and and I, I am I right? Heavy metal 302 is the beginning of it, right? Yep. Okay. So yeah. you, you guys, That's what we hear, we have not seen it yet. So yeah. So <laughs> you can go to Amazon and probably pre-order or order it if it's out today. And then if it's not, go to your LCS, your local comic book store. Uh, support those guys through COVID. Yep. They have struggled tremendously. Tell them you want Heavy Metal 302 so you can check out Maiden by Ben and Michelle Sears. You won't, or sorry, Bart, Bart and Michelle Sears. You won't be disappointed. That's fine either way. And, uh, <laughs> At least I caught myself. <laughs> and Or you get a subscription monthly to Heavy Metal. There you, you go. There you go. I love that. I had a subscription to Marvel when I was a little kid. That was the best. Was I had the- a couple. I had a detective, or was it Batman? I think it was Detective Comics. That I had for, for a year, and that was the most awesome thing every month. Batman uh, coming in the mail, yeah, that was so cool. I cut out that coupon in the back, marked <laughs> off like the five titles that my dad was willing to pay for, and yep. sent them off. I was so excited. <laughs> that was awesome. Remember the the little ads in the back of the comics? Oh yeah, you send in a dollar, five dollars, whatever, and get a box of army men or something the spy glasses the see-through glasses and they would show the the kid on the beach and the girl with the the skirt and he could see through her skirt oh yeah or the atlas the muscle man atlas ads (laughs) i said i got that too sometimes i wonder i'm like if i find an old comic cut those out and send it away what's going to happen is it going to come back as not returnable or (laughs) no it's great because everyone i sent in i got something back everyone my brother sent in nothing (laughs) <laughs> and there was never any recourse if you didn't get anything you know it's like what are you gonna do <laughs> right 74 or whatever right right like, this dollar 25 is gone <laughs> <laughs> the good old days they don't awesome. do any kind of ads like that in comic books anymore no. it's kind of weird no, I, no. I, actually when i go through there's not a lot of ads at all no. in comic books now isn't there i haven't looked at a comic in over a year probably maybe more yeah yeah oh. there's not <laughs> I wonder if that's. I wonder. I wonder if the, somebody should bring some of those kind of back. I mean, they got to be kind of popular because you used to see all the Saturday morning cartoon ads and everything. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, live for those Saturday. Mornings. I, I have an Avengers those comic. Cartoons to come. I have an Avengers comic, and it's a weird one. I think it's number two hundred or 
it's it's the weird one where where Captain Marvel she gets the <laughs> she gets raped by her own son and gives birth to him and then oh my god and then he goes back and it's that. so weird do you remember this one and then I don't. I- Oh yeah, it's super weird. It's super weird. And then on the cover is a big old Toys R Us ad. It's like if only you guys knew it was inside this book. <laughs> you will never ever want your advertising on top of that book. <laughs> oh, I bet somebody lost their mind at Toys R Us. Oh, I'm the sure. The comic when it came out. Oh, it was such a oh weird. Yeah, it was such a weird book. Everything was very esoteric as you read it, you know. But that was the underlying theme, and I can't remember. <laughs> God, I can't remember who it is. And she like she ended up getting married to him, and it was just a weird thing. Yeah, oh my it's a perfect thing to end this podcast on. <laughs> All right, Bart. All right, go. Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you guys' time. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having us on. All right, guys. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And we're back. That's right. We are back. Back in the saddle again. Well, (laughs) I hope you guys really, really enjoyed that as much as we did making it for you. And if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you got to go check out SpoilerVerse.com. Because at SpoilerVerse.com, we have a plethora. Plethora is such a, it's such a snobbish word. I like it, though. <laughs> it's, it's a good word. <laughs> we have an obscene amount of oh, interviews obscene. with amazing directors and artists of all walks of life and editors and writers and... Oh my God! Are you a lover of comic books like we are? And then there's so many. so many amazing people from the comic book world over at Spoilerverse.com, and I highly implore you to go there and check it out. Yeah, and while you're there, you can check out all the other podcasts on our network, like Bridges and Geekdoms, and Funny Book Forensics, and Haphazard Adventures, and Nerds from the Crypt, and so many more. Misery Point we Radio episodes all the time. Misery Point Radio has about a ton of great stuff out there. Go check all of them out, and. Check out all of the reviews and previews and articles we have going up every single day for you. Every day on Swillivers.com for you to check out, to read, and to love, and to like, and to comment. We have a store link. You want to help support the site? You can do it two ways. One, go to our Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash country. Or go to our store link in the middle of the site there and get a t-shirt, a face mask, a hoodie, something. Look fly as hell and help support the site when you do that because we get a dollar or two. And, you know, maybe you want to talk to us. If you do, you can do it you know, obviously on all the socials. But if you go to scpod.us slash discord, you can join our public discord server and come chat with us all day long. I couldn't say it better myself, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You just mouthed out a ton of information at once. And really, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing because we're, we're working our butts off to bring it to you. We are. We are. I guess there's only one left thing. One left thing? Yeah. I'm going to go with it. There's only one left thing left to do. What's that? In an oceans of podcasts, we are Cthulhu. As Cthulhu compels you to do, open the mind. And read more.